I'm Sierra Bravo, and I'm the narrator of a brand new, first of its kind, sitcom podcast called Popcorn for Dinner. This show has everything a sitcom should. Relatable problems, wacky characters, and even a will-they-won't-they. It's comfort listening at its finest. And there's even a laugh track. But don't worry, you get used to it. Popcorn for Dinner, a brand new sitcom available wherever you get your podcasts. And now it's time for the Ask the Angry Ninja Show. All right, it's time for the Ask the Angry Ninja Show. What? All right, guys, so we are going to talk about UFC number five. That's right, we're doing number five. And number five, nah, it was good. It was good. Not as good as some of the other ones. It starts off um, with some changes. They threw in a time limit. Yeah, no rounds, but a time limit. Uh, 20 minutes for quarterfinals and 30 minutes for semifinals in the final. And for the super fight, <sighs> super fight, woohoo, super fight. That did not deserve any applause at all. Super fight sucked. We'll get to that. The first fight, uh, Andy Anderson, Taekwondo versus John Hess, who has his own style, which his own style did not involve any technique at all i'm pretty sure it was i'm just gonna swing a whole lot and eye gouge which is actually against the rules but he kind of hit it with his hand and they didn't catch it uh, I, I actually replayed watch fight a couple times he was totally eye gouging this dude but john hess was a great big dude and he came in the hard before raining striking throwing punches um throwing elbows throwing knees uh no technique just it looked like a windmill, and he kind of overwhelmed the dude, and he gouged his eyes at one point. Gouged one of the guy's eyes. guy was literally holding his eye, like, after the fight, and uh, knocked him down, knocked him out, knocked him over. It was over. It was over by striking, but dude, John Hess had no technique. I am confident that had I been over John Hess, I would have effed up his whole entire world with a minimal of my wrestling technique because this guy just was lame, but Andy Anderson, so I can go, didn't have any ground game, didn't know what to do, and John Hess out wailed him it was it was pretty pathetic really all right the next fight lenny larry 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 i can't pronounce it he's american kickboxer versus tan mazia uh jeet kundo which i uh, just i mean come on it's jeet kundo um and tan wins this fight pretty handily uh takes the ground striker gets taken down of course american kickboxer can't do the ground he gets choked out it, a fight you've seen a hundred times. Um, now, bring in the Russian for the next fight. Ola Oglig Tergov. He is amazing. He's been he's progressed in some movies. He was in the the Rollerball remake. Uh, he's a tough, tough man. Like he just stone faced and the sambo. Um, and he's going up against a Kimpo guy. Uh, and he gets him in a side choke. He takes him down, pounds on him, gets him in a side choke, chokes guy out, nothing to it. And he just looks unfazed at any one point. Like, even when he's getting hit, like, you're hitting a wall. He doesn't even notice. It is great. Now, for the next fight, they bring back the beast, Dan Severn. Dan Severn learned something in between UFCs. He learned he's allowed to punch, which is scary for everybody else involved. Uh, Dan Zarin versus 
Joe, who gives a crap, a member of judo. I know that's mean, but honestly, I, I can't say his last name. It's really what it boils down to. My pronunciation is not good, and I apologize. Um, Dan Severin uh, gets him down the ground and does a rear naked choke. Not something I was expecting from Dan Severin. He did some chokes last time, but nothing like a rear naked choke. And it's like the whole time he's trying to get this thing in and put it in and get it in properly, it, it's like he's trying to figure out how to do it while he's doing it. It was great. Uh, and Desmond, yeah, chokes the guy out. Uh, of course, as a judo guy, you think he'd have a little bit of ground, but no, not really. Not not against the wrestler that Dan Severn was. Wrestling, I mean, was Dan Severn's thing. Uh, I like to say Dan Severn's this person in, in the current MMA. I, I think I think he might give him a run for his money just because of the way he was built. Uh, he's just perfect for, for that kind of fight. All right, so John Hess. I didn't mention this about John Hess for the semifinals. He was a really big dude who did not look like he was in any shape. Like, he had toothpick arms and a belly and did not look like a fighter. Um, which probably explains his whaling technique. And he bows out. He does not continue. And they bring in uh, a dude named Daniels, another judo guy. And he goes against Todd Mazzia and uh, ground and pound. Daniel takes him down the ground and just pounds his face in. And it was pretty brutal. Uh, I do love the good brutal fights. All right, and that brings uh, us to the uh, next fight, which is Ola Terga versus Dan Severn, last semifinal fight. Oh, my. Like, whew. ref stops the fight because of a cut, because uh, this is a straight ground and pound. Dan Severn gets him down the ground and just starts pounding this guy's face in. And at no point does it look like it's bothering Olak. Like, he's like, whatever, he can just keep hitting me. I don't care. It, he's not hurting me. And then uh, Dan Severn got him down and got him in kind of like a side mount. Um, he was on his knees beside him uh, and holding him down the ground. And then he starts dropping his right knee into the guy's eye. Like, just straight, and his eye splits open, and his splits open bigger. And then he hits him again, and his eye splits open, and the back of his head splits open. Now, the way they're they're bottled up, the ref can't really see Olog's face. Otherwise, he probably would have stopped it sooner. And blood just pouring. Like, at this point in the UFC, probably the worst cut in UFC at this point. There's been much worse since then. I don't remember the fighter's name, but he gets his whole forehead sliced open. It looks horrible. But, yeah, and so they stopped the fight. And again, it kind of like Oleg wasn't even bothered. Like he could have got up and just kept right on fighting. Uh, but you know, don't want him to bleed and bleed into his eye and damage his eye, so they stopped the fight. But I honestly think if that fight had continued, I don't know if the difference was changed. Dan Severn's so good, and Oleg from his back wasn't really doing a whole lot. He was trying, but Dan Severn's power was over. But yeah. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. He wasn't knocked out. He wasn't hurt. Like, other than the cut, like, he was fine. It's one of those, it was kind of a disappointing, although the, the way he ended with the knee was kind of an epic watch. I did thoroughly enjoy the fight. But I kind of felt like if the cut hadn't happened, that fight would have went for a lot longer because, like I said, Olaf did not look bothered at all. All right. Now to the disappointment of a super fight. 
Ken Shamrock knew there was a time limit in this fight. It was Ken Shamrock versus Hoist Gracie. He knew there was a time limit. And Ken Shamrock did not fight to win this fight. Ken Shamrock fought not to lose. Hoist Gracie was trying to win, and Ken Shamrock wasn't doing anything. Uh, there was some striking in the beginning, but the minute they got it on the ground, Hoist Gracie got on the guard. Hoist Gracie starts to work, try, try to work something. And Ken Shamrock literally gets up under under Hoist Gracie, grabs his gi, kind of crosses his arm, and gets down low, and kind of just hangs on. He doesn't do anything. Every so often, he kind of raises up a throw a strike or two, or not. he doesn't try any uh, holds. He doesn't try any techniques. He literally is just like holding Hoist Gracie's gi, so Hoist Gracie can't do anything, and this is. Uh, his arms are pinning his body, can't get him any kind of hold, can't do anything. And Kimberly's just hanging out there. Like, you know what? Ken Shamrock's father's like, do something. They At one point, they stop the fight and stand the back up. And goes back to a little bit of striking, but same thing, back in the guard. And then he just kind of holds on to him. And then he just rides him for 30 minutes and does not do anything. Hoist Gracie's obviously trying, and Ken Shamrock doesn't want to lose. And he knows there's a time limit. So they get to the end of the fight, and it's a draw. And Ken Shamrock acted like he won something. Like, you didn't win. You didn't do anything. You not lost. And not lost is not a win. And it was disgusting. It was the worst fight in the UFC up to that point. The worst fight for a while after that. And it was, a, I don't remember if that was Hoist Gracie's last fight in the early UFCs. I know he came back later. But I think that might have been Hoist Gracie's last fight. He was so disgusted. And... If, if there had not been a timeline, I think Ken Shamrock would have actually had to try to fight. It would have been much different. I think Ken Shamrock would have lost. He would, did not have the ground game to go up against Hoist Gracie. And he knew that his hope was to knock him out standing up. And I get that. If I was fighting Hoist Gracie, that's what I tried. Stay off the ground, knock him out standing up. Um, once I got down on the ground, I would have tried to, I don't know, get away from him and stand up. And not hold on to him like a little punk-ass bitch. But... Ken Shamrock is just that, a little punk-ass bitch. And so that's what he did. And so it was an absolutely horribly disgusting fight. It was it was, it was ridiculous. Uh, and then we move on. Uh, for the first time ever, we see something in UFC that had only been attempted once before and done by Dan Severn. Uh, Dan Severn versus the David Benatar guy. Uh, look, it wasn't much of a fight. It just wasn't. Dan Severn was called the Beast for a reason. The only person who ever stopped the Beast was Hoist Gracie uh, up to this point. And Dan Severn gets him, gets him down, pounds on him, um, tries to choke, tries a thing, does a thing, and then does a key lock. Holy crap. He almost snaps the guy's arm backwards. It was beautiful. Guy taps. Dan Severn, he's the Beast. He represents wrestling, which makes me proud. And Dan Severn wins. Uh, again... It was it wasn't a long fight. It was quick. Like Dan Severn was not paid by the hour, um, and Dan Severn comes back and wins UFC five, the beast, only because he didn't have to fight Hoist Gracie. Although honestly, if you take UFC five Dan Severn throwing strikes, using his strength, I honestly think a Dan Severn versus Hoist Gracie fight would have been way better than the Kid Shamrock Hoist Gracie fight. And I'm honest with you, I'm going to work around saying there was a good chance Dan Severn would have won that fight. Dan Severn wins that fight against Hoist Gracie. The way he fought in UFC 5, he would defeat Hoist Gracie. I said it. I said what I said. Argue with me. Bring it. And have a good day. Hope you guys enjoyed the show.
Alright guys, I hope you enjoyed that show and all the others on the Ninja Podcast Network. We have Angry Ninja since Not a Kid's Game, uh, the currently defunct D&D podcast. We hopefully more episodes coming soon. Um, the Ask the Angry Ninja Show podcast, Chris Allen's audio stories where I read you some stories I wrote. And if you have a story you want to hear that you wrote, send it to me and I will read it. Um, Middle of the Road with Ninja and Moonshine podcast about a guy from the left and a guy from the right coming together and meeting in the middle uh the ninja news and politics show outrageous stories with the angry ninja and sports talk with ninja and jmo and if you want to support the funny support any of the shows patreon.com slash worst jokes come support the funny if you want to reach out to us at cman2342 on twitter or just get on facebook search for the ask the angry ninja show you'll find our page ask us a question or if any of that's too much for you, you can just send us an email at asktheangryninja at gmail.com, and we will answer your question. Hope everybody enjoyed the show. You guys have a wonderful day.